Welcome to Gym Wag, a podcast series hosted by me, Lisa Eaton. Over at G&T, I'll be interviewing some of the region's most respected business leaders, CEOs and CMOs to hear all about their journey and their experiences. So take a seat, pour a drink and join us for an inspiring half hour of like-minded chat. So today I'm joined by the wonderfully energetic Simone Roche, founder of Northern Power Women and Northern Power Futures, who are a collaborative organisation striving to accelerate gender equality and inclusion in the North. So Simone's career has, over the last 30 years, taken her on some great adventures. Not really knowing what it was she wanted to do at 17, she joined the Royal Navy, which turned out to be an amazing experience. Simone spent eight years scaling the heights to driving a warship as a young lieutenant and loved every moment of it. Deciding she was ready for pastures new and a completely change of career direction, Simone moved into the events world, using all the relevant skills from the military before being whisked off into the world of skills and also the Olympics whilst down in London. And this is where Simone really found her passion for gender equality and social mobility. Over the years, Simone has built a huge community of over 60,000 trailblazers, go-getters and do-gooders who are paving the way for a more inclusive world. Simone's mission is to join the dots, create opportunities and get people connected. You can also find out how you can get involved in Northern Power Women in this episode. So sit back and enjoy this inspiring story. So good morning, Simone. A huge welcome to Ginwag. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with us. Oh, really excited. Thank you so much for inviting me along. Absolutely. Um, so Simone, you and I were introduced last year um, by two of my podcasts, actually, which was Joanna Berry and Sophie Milliken. Um, and after getting to know the work that you've been doing with Northern Power Women over the last few years, I really wanted to be able to share your journey with our listeners, which is an unbelievably fascinating one, but also just to help amplify the message and the importance of Northern Power Women and Futures, um, as I'm sure there's so many of our listeners would love to get involved. So let's dive straight in, starting right at the very beginning. So at 17, Simone, you joined the Royal Navy and spent years working your way up before moving into a different career, which we'll cover shortly. But in June 2020, Simone was actually appointed by Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II to advocate for the Royal Navy and the Royal Marines, which was only one in 40 in the world and only the only female honorary officer in the North. Am I right, Simone, there? Is that, is that correct? Correct, yeah. Only five, five women in total, yeah, and I'm the only, there's only five of us in the North and I'm the only female in the North on the officer so it's amazing <laughs> yeah absolutely amazing so what inspired you to get into the navy simone do you know i think it was that whole not really being sure what i wanted to do when i grow up and i think i've still got a bit of that going on um but yeah i didn't i i was kind of quite average at school there were certain things i was good at you know sort of great at maths great at uh, thought it was great at art but was really terrible uh great at languages uh less uh less enthused by kind of english science and and stuff like that and um i kind of got to a point i did the wrong a levels really i did maths which was great then i did economics which i hated um and you know you're just kind of really working out and you're filling in your ucas forms or whatever the forms were in their day and i just realized that i was i wanted to do 
I wanted to start my career. I think I was, I, I didn't see sort of academia and university as a path for me. Um, and so, but it was trying to decide what to do. And I didn't want the nine to five. I wanted something that was, it sounds romantic, doesn't it? But like an adventure. Uh, and I remember there being a careers fair in the gym and the Royal Air Force were there. And um, I'd previously filled in a careers form, which was very much a multiple choice on a, it was, it was a, hard copy paper you know no no technology in those days and I remember finding myself ticking the armed forces boxes or you know when it mentioned each of the services and I don't know I don't know where it came from but there was just something that I thought you know what I'm it made me sort of want to have a little look and, and a delve into it. And I went to the Air Force, I got accepted, did the exams. And then I, there was just something that was like, oh, well, you know, while I'm here um, in the big city, I'll have a little look. And off I went to the Royal Navy Careers Office and I, I walked through that door and there was just something about the welcome. It was something about the um the a bit of the the banter i suppose that i got and you know uh and, and the reception that i got and i just thought made me felt like that feel like this was something i could be part of and and the rest is history really i went through the door i joined the navy uh, before women could go to sea so i was a shore-based wren uh, as i was in the day radio operator here i am on a podcast who'd have thought it um and worked my way up after three years got a tap on the shoulder to say we would like to put you through the officer program again i didn't think that was for me i thought no that's you know it's very posh up there and all that kind of thing and um, i took the opportunity at nips at the time where women uh, were allowed to go to sea and so off i went to drive warships really <laughs> wow honestly what a story i had i had no idea that's where you started out um and i guess it makes sense now when we start to get on to um you know really your passion for advocating for women and not just in business but just equal rights you know equality and and diversity in the workplace so really really interesting i'd love to hear more about that um i bet there's some great adventures that you were involved with there and saw saw all sorts going on um, but I mean, you've spoken before about your experience as a woman in the military and that it was always a very positive experience for you. Um, you were never treated any differently to the men there. It was, you know, it was very, very equal. Um, but you found this to be quite a different experience when you moved into your next role in marketing, where you worked on a campaign in hospitality, leisure, travel and tourism. And that's essentially what prompted you to tackle the, this kind of gender diversity. Um, how was this experience different? And I guess, what can the private sector learn from the military to improve gender equality? Well, it is, it is strange because I think of when I joined the Royal Navy, women couldn't go to sea. So it wasn't equal, but you knew what the rules of the game were. That was the rule, you know, uh, it, it was not allowed. And I was one of uh, 4% of female in the whole military. And then when I went to become an officer, I was down to 1%. Um, but I, like you say, I don't think I was ever treated any differently for being female, but I, I remember being feeling sort of slightly, it was a different treatment for, there was definitely a North-South divide in those days. It was I'm very much in the, in the world of BBC, BBC English, if you like, and, and, and accents and you didn't, you know, like you do on the TV now, you've got accents galore. It was, there was, there was sort of a difference there. But when I sort of left the military, um, I went into the events and hospitality industry, which I loved. Um, and I think it it was a drew on all my experience of the Navy, the organising, the logistics, making sure that the, the toilet roller and the right 
right ship and the right port on the right day and, and uh, all that kind of thing. But when I, um, I was working for a sector skills council um, down in London, so working up north, um, you know, ultimate flexible working in those days, remote working. And I, uh, I it, was at the, it was at the start of where um, we started talking about women on boards and the disparity of, uh, you know, lack of senior representation from uh, of females. And I remember being at this uh, event for the organisation I work for as they were launching this campaign to get more, you know, sort of uh, how do we balance up? And it was a room, it was 60 women drinking warm wine, but it was quite a negative um, energy. It was quite sort of very much about, oh gosh, this is awful. We're so badly done to, this is, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 this is not how we're gonna solve this problem. We, you know, we need to look at what we can do. And I think, uh, and I think this is where I kind of drew on kind of the, you know, sort of the experiences that I'd had along the way, you know, was looking around and going, well, actually what I think we need to do is learn lessons from other sectors. So whether it be the military, whether it be finance and banking, whether it be professional services. And, and that's how I ultimately started getting involved in gender equality, because I wanted to sort of enable stories to be told exactly like you're doing on your podcast, you know, amplifying voices. Let's hear from different people, different stories. And I wanted to showcase those stories so that other people could sort of see a way ahead or a path or or appreciate that not everybody has the same career trajectory and I think always and I always go back and you know this is why it's really really proud to have this honorary Royal Navy position now as an honorary lieutenant commander but I always think well if the Navy can go from sort of one percent um up to 11 stroke 12 percent which is you still think is low but if you think that's a, it's still a big movement it's like moving an aircraft carrier or an oil tanker so to speak that it's got it is slow you can't you know you can't just put go full throttle on those and, and turn on a sixpence so I think there's an element about setting an intention and setting a course and sticking to it um with tweaks and innovation and you know deviation along the way but I think that's what we can all learn is that if we're intentional about doing something and changing what the landscape is or the statistics then you've got to start you've got to start somewhere nobody there right nobody is there in any particular sector everybody uh, every sector every organization is on a different journey depending on the culture of the organization with, with, with the, uh, which they work and which customers which they serve but set the course set the course plot the plot the way and I think that for me is is what what we can learn and you know I think you can take bits of learning and bits of good practice from every industry and create a version that suits the culture of your organization I think is where I, I sort of stand. Yeah and I think that's such amazing advice and you know something you know a, a force such as the Royal Navy who are making progress you know that one percent to 11 12 percent you know it's still isn't where they need to be but there is obviously such big movement happening there to make that you know make that that change it gives real hope to I guess the bigger organizations out there who feel like it's almost this mean feat to tackle um, and I think you're absolutely right you know having somebody in the business or the organization who's an advocate and really passionate about driving um, you know driving this movement but also intent as you say setting out key things making sure it's on the agenda and making sure that it's as important as everything else in that business um will really help you know hopefully close that gap and make great progress so um yeah really really great to hear that story and i think a great example of how even the hugest of organizations can make a really big impact 
This podcast is brought to you by Fabric, a training academy that empowers the most ambitious marketers to thrive. You're already a marketer or you want to get into marketing. You have ambition like no other and are driven to be the best at what you do. So how can you make sure you make a big impact wherever you go? Well, we're here to share over 20 years of experience in industry insights in just 12 weeks. By the end of our program, you'll know how to build a marketing strategy that delivers big time business impact how valuable you are through effective reporting and help your organization smash targets and reach its goals. Get ready to be the change that propels organizations forward. Nail your next interview, review or board meeting and make yourself the marketer that every business wants. To find out more, visit fabric-academy.com. Um, so you used to be a marketing partner, Simone, for London 2012 Olympics. Um, how has marketing influenced your career? And, did, you know, did that go way back to the military or did that start when you moved into the event space? Or was it when you were, you know, particularly around the Olympic side? And how has it helped you launch Northern Power Women? Do you know, I think it was only a few years ago that I kind of reflected on why on earth that I set out on this crazy journey, if you like. Um, and I think, you know, marketing is very much about getting those stories out there and getting those 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 messages out there. And I think of the the events that I organized over the year and, um, you know, setting up TEDx Whitehall Women to give people a platform and a stage. I think there's a lot of those things. But I think if I if I go all the way back to my 17 year old self making that decision, it was looking around and seeing you know that path I couldn't see it and I couldn't see who was on a path I might like to have a a little track down um and I think that was there was ultimately something in that well how do we tell a story about all these different stories how do we you know role model if you like um individual journeys and individual success failures to to inspire motivate uh, others and you know raise those aspirations that i think so it definitely came from that um and i think i wanted something for my 17 year old self i think there was something in that that i wanted something to be able to go well would that have helped me because filling that multiple choice form in doesn't give you all of the journeys and the options that you have. So I think there was something in that. I think, interesting enough, I used to, um, when I was based uh, in London in the Royal Navy at NATO headquarters, and then when I went off to sea, you get involved in so much stuff. You have so many opportunities to volunteer, to go on expeditions, to, and I, I literally said yes to everything. I wanted to have a go at everything. And I think there was, there's something in that being able to have a look at what you think you join as a very traditional workforce as in, you know, an establishment as in the, the Royal Navy. And then you look at, you know, the next minute you're diving with the Royal Navy diving team in the middle of the, you know, the, the, the Pacific. It's, it's like nuts, you know, the, some of the stuff that I got to do. So I think there's, there's a real, there is a connection there. There's almost that can do you know, what can we do and what should we tell the story about? And I think um, I learned lots of different stories about Royal, the Royal Navy that if I hadn't have opened the boxes, I would never have known I could have got involved in. So I think as I then sort of traversed my events, uh, HUA's course, hospitality, tourism at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, 
think what I learned in all those years that I was definitely instilled in me in the Royal Navy is that, you know, you don't do things on your own. There's very much this, not just the chain of command that people might think in that military rules and whatever, but that will to collaborate. The how you go and barter and bargain with the chef to get extra rations for this visitor you've got or something else that's happening or the sea boat away early or whatever the things are that you have to, it's negotiation, it's compromise, it's collaboration. And I think that sort of stayed with me through all of those those sort of different uh, journeys and uh, hospitality, tourism, adventures that I had. But the power of collaboration, you know, when I worked at um, Southport Theatre, for example, we would go to big national um, expos, but we'd go collaboratively as a force, as a town, as a region. And I think there's a power in that coming together. So I think all of the, the some of all those parts, if you think, add up to really good stuff. So you may be here advocating for uh, a hotel that you don't even work for, but actually it's the power of coming together to promote. And I think I've definitely learned that. And I think that's that marketing factor, isn't it? It's that marketing together, to coming together to tell a really good story. And I think that's what's helped me, you know, Northern Power Women, I see as very much as a, is a hub and a signpost to lots of opportunities. So whether it be a great organisation over in the northeast with some fantastic opportunities for for young women, or whether it be something over in in Greater Manchester doing stuff or returners into technology, it's it's trying to it's signposting and supporting and and trying to sort of be better together. Really, I think, and I think that's the power of kind of marketing in in sort of that approach to you know collaboration and getting stuff done because that's a good old northern way to do it isn't it cracking on it is absolutely and you know it's so very true you know I think there's nothing more powerful than a collaboration and um, people coming together you know to support the same cause or to get the same message out to achieve a common goal um, so yeah absolutely completely agree there and I guess you founded Northern Power Futures in 2018 and Power Platform in 2020 um, which both work in partnership with schools further and higher education establishments um firstly what has it been like running a business over the last year and throughout lockdown for you um challenging exciting um purposeful and rewarding actually i think um so we had to postpone our annual awards four days before they were due to take part they were due to be the largest event celebrating gender equality in europe 950 people attending and then all of a sudden bang we we come into this this world this world that we didn't think we'd be here right now did we we thought we'd be sat in over in you know in your offices over in the northeast having this conversation uh, anyway, four weeks ago, we uh, we delivered our uh, belated fifth awards uh, to record-breaking audience, 25 million impressions, 1,100 people, 900 people in Zoom tables, you know, unbelievable, you know, that, so I think there's things that you, it has been challenging and that that was something that you know you wanted to do things in the in the right way we had the wonderful one of your previous guests sophie milliken um she was one of our secret agents who delivered hand delivered if you like socially distanced some of the trophies we wanted to make sure there was a personal approach and a personal kind of impact you know so it wasn't a case of right we're just going to deliver it and you know there we go we've done it tick the box we don't tick boxes and i think this last year 
has made me feel even more passionate about keeping people connected, make me more passionate about those purposeful connections. So, you know, bringing together sort of the the Northern Power Futures where young people have been so disadvantaged by this pandemic. How can we take this phenomenal Northern Power Women Futures audience here to give back and pay it forward to people who are at the moment, you know, wondering like I did my 17 year old self you know I found my adventure adventures are it's really challenging at the moment as to what that adventure might be and if you've got something that you were set on doing that that industry has now changed or university life has changed or whatever that may be I think it's we have a responsibility as grown-ups and everyone being a role model to someone to kind of give back and to support people on on whether it's that sort of pre- pre-work uh, education whether they're undergrads whether or not they're you know sort of on um early careers apprenticeships you know whatever that may be i think one of the things i'm most proud of of these these carousel events that we've created we created a podcast northern power future so we heard from young people so again you know what do i do i'm due to go to university but i'm on furlough i can't afford to go how can i do this I'm, I'm furloughed from this job. Should I go and get? Um, should I go and volunteer? Will that do me any harm? You know, these questions that you know we then went out to industry leaders um, and influencers uh, to respond. So, so I wanted young people to feel as though that you know we've got your back. The North's got your back here. You know, and yes, of course, as industries, some industries are facing massive challenges. So that's what uh, we wanted to do with the Northern Power Futures podcast. And then in relation to the carousel events that we've done, giant sort of speed date mentoring network sessions, which have been, uh, they've just been amazing. Chaos, like, you know, total, you know, uh, madness bringing, you know, hundreds of students together with, with um, virtual mentors. But I've loved those. And, you know, I think, this has sort of led us on another path as well is you know how can we use how can we purposely connect people with people over here to make a difference so it has been challenging lisa i'm not gonna lie but it's also i'm also really proud of some of the stuff and we launched a leveling up report as well who knew we'd be doing that so it's, you know it's not been mission easy but i think we've been it's really helped us kind of hone where we can do more and you know, uh, achieve more and deliver more impact and benefit for for the communities in which we serve. Amazing. And I think, you know, what's so great to hear, Simone, is your positivity around the, you know, the lockdown, all of those words that you kind of threw out there right at the beginning of that question were nothing but positive. And I think it's a real sign of the times that we are starting to come out of what has been a really, really tough period. Um, but actually, you know, we're starting to reflect on the positive, you know, things that have happened, the things that we've been thrust into, but actually have made us innovate harder than ever or connect more than ever. And I mean, I watched the awards that you put together. And honestly, I can only imagine the work and the you know the the absolute kind of crazy changing of processes and new innovations and things that you had to do to make that come together and from from behind the zoom scene it looked seamless it was just an absolutely wonderful event so really you know huge congratulations on that um i'm sure it was um not without its ups and downs we've got such a wonderful community we've got a great team you know all our judges our supporters you know the, the people like i mentioned who kind of i said i've got this idea about getting trophies 
these into hands and you know it's like oh my gosh it's absolutely crazy what are you doing but yeah you know what it's what makes it personal it's what makes yeah. us sort of we do care we do give a rat's ass you know what i mean we, we're really passionate about making people really want to high five their own achievements and to champion others it's so so important and i think we very much live around the ethos of paying it forward we live around the ethos of we can we can all talk about there's so many things that are challenging and that we can't do but i think if we can have a, an eye on the stuff that we can do and we look at the successes of some of those we can moments then that for me is 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 is, is gives us some some hope doesn't it it does. It absolutely does. And you talked a little bit there about the work that you're doing with young people. Um, for any of our listeners who don't know of Northern Power Women or, or haven't, you know, aren't sure of the work that you're doing, will you just tell us a little bit about, you know, Northern Power Women and the, you know, the, the 30 second kind of rundown and just why it's so important and what the big vision is for the organisation? Do you know what? It's, it's, it's in, in many ways, it's nothing as, uh, as any more complicated than role models, making role models accessible, making role models visible, making and encouraging people to embrace their own responsibility as a role model. Everyone is a role model to someone. So Northern Power Women is absolutely around, you know, sort of celebrating, spotlighting uh, role models. And the way we brought Northern Power Futures in was almost to kind of take the 60, 70,000 community that we've got of Northern Power Women to give back to pay it forward uh, and that's where northern power futures comes in so it works both ways we're either listening and being reverse mentored by young people or we're taking the skills and knowledge of leaders influencers innovators those at the start of their career to pay it forward and pass on their skills so we built the power platform to enable a space that people can pass on their skills so whether it's a through one of our 12-week mentoring programs, whether it's our coffee break chats, which are 25 minutes, whether it's um, the virtual carousel events that we do, which is the, the speed date kind of environment. We're trying to create something that everyone can engage in because there can't be one size fits all because we've got, you know, with the different sort of people. So whether or not you want to pass on your skills, whether or not you want to ask for help, whether or not you want to part with, partner with us to reach more then you know, whether or not you share your story on our podcast via the life lessons, whatever it is, we're trying to create a platform that is available for you to be heard. We just launched this Be Heard campaign, which is all about leveling up the media and events industry. And again, just another channel of being a role model, being, you know, somebody who has achieved, whether it's something like that, or I know you can't see on podcast, whether it's something very small, not small to someone else, you know, it's huge to someone else. So that's what we wanted to do. And one of the things that we did on International Women's Day to kind of really put a voice behind this was created this NPW Live campaign. We asked people to share three minute videos um, to either share a side hustle, a top tip, a, you know, an inspiring story, a career journey, whatever it may be. We thought we'd get 30, we got like 150. And because we got so many, we thought, right, we can't waste them. We need to put them somewhere. So we've we've built a platform called Be Heard, which is now a resource for you to put your profile 
and attach any media that you've got and put yourself out there get out your comfort zone and say I'm here to be interviewed I want I'm happy to be interviewed on a podcast I'm happy to be interviewed for the school newspaper I'm happy to be contacted by the BBC yikes uh, you know it's, it's it's whatever they are it's trying to encourage people out so it's all linked northern power women paying it forward to northern power futures making a difference uh, connecting passing on your skills being generous with those skills by the power platform and being heard not quite 30 seconds Lisa sorry about that that's quite all right I think that's impossible to sum up in 30 seconds but that was really helpful really useful to know exactly what it is and I mean you must be so proud of the work that you've done Simone with with you know you're making such huge leaps and bounds here and in a community of 60,000 plus you know power women is just unbelievable so um and I guess it's it's worth maybe talking about our region as because it's northern power women so it's the north of England England. Um, do you think the North does particularly well to empower women and promote equality? And I guess compared to other regions in the you know in the country, what what do you think we're doing differently, or do we compare? I think there's the collaboration factor. I think we are absolutely more willing and eager to collaborate. If you think of only a, four, a quarter, FTSE 250 companies are based uh, in the north, you know. So we're, you know, we've got lots of small businesses, lots of micro businesses, lots of, you know, medium-sized businesses. We have a series of WhatsApp groups for these power circles that we created. So um, one of the, we, we tend to do, we're always very passionate about all genders, all genders, all social mobility, um, all sectors, all race, religion. But we do, we've done these power circles, which have been female senior leaders. And the whole premise of it was to almost check in on those checkers, check in on those senior leaders who've been making these massive decisions in isolation, um, sort of check in what they need. And also to look at that collaborative approach, region by region, what can we do together? And it goes back to that we can approach. And so I definitely see that, that, that you know, there was a, um, in the, um, one of the WhatsApp groups this morning, I think it was the Liverpool, uh, WhatsApp. Somebody shared somebody else's. Oh, I've just seen you featured in the news in the the local news as one of uh, Merseyside's top coaches. Everyone then jumps on it. It's like congratulations, high five, and it's that. And it's the power of that those peer groups. We've just done something with some peer, um, with some small businesses um, in Lancashire. And again, something we've not done before. And now we've done it twice over lockdown. But the power of that peer community, you can never underestimate that. And so we're not, we're neither, Northern Power Women is neither a network or a membership. It is, I feel it is that community. And I think creating those, um, you know, sort of those, those, those peer groups, um, and that we're sometimes, you know what, um, I've been sending out uh, pin badges to the powerless future list that we have as part of our awards. And because I'm a fool and because I was a bit busy, I sent out a handful of future list badges to powerless wrong way around, you know, and I sent, I said, oh, sent an email going, I'm sorry, I'm a fool, what have I done? Anyway, uh, I got a lady who sent, sent uh, me an email going, oh my gosh, this just arrived at the right time. She's a managing director of a transport organization. And she went, your, your stuff lands on my doorstep just when I need that kind of boost. You know, don't be sorry. It's just always lovely to have to know that I'm part of something because sometimes sometimes we're in isolation. And I, I don't I think that's irrespective of whether you're at the top of your game, the start of your game. My view is that you're never on your own and you could always ask for help. But we have to. And I think one of the things that we can do, we do better is that that is that corralling and that encouragement. So encourage people to go forward for 
a board position or a trusteeship or a charity so you know whatever these are or you know to mentor someone or to whatever it is I think that's what we do well is that encouragement I suppose it's like that it's that virtual sponsorship isn't it and often it's sometimes it's just that virtual hug Lisa it is completely and I mean irrelevant of lockdown which has been more important than ever that to have you know that that support in that community you know running a business is a lonely place you know an entrepreneurial journey can be really tough whether you're a very small micro business or whether you're a managing director of a huge large corporation um you know and often we're on this path of crazy ambition and you forget about the small successes you forget to celebrate the own you know the things that you achieve yourself so having that community when times are tough is unbelievably invaluable but also you know to really lift you up and, and make you realize the importance of celebrating your own successes along the way is you know I'm, I'm sure so powerful yeah absolutely uh, we've actually just created a new feature called high five you know our high five segments which you know just asking people to high five it's either high- we've been doing it as a team actually virtually since uh christmas time so what's your high five of the week it's always five o'clock on a friday and it's what's your high five of the week or who is your high five of the week and what you're having for your tea that's also a really northern thing but that's you know that peer pressure of tea and it's always like oh I want that now but but I think something about that and sometimes it's people recognizing each other within the team sometimes you know somebody going you know actually I'm high-fiving this is happening it could be a personal thing it could be a professional thing it could be just something that is you know a great box set they've just completed whatever it is I think there's something about celebrating that success so that high five we've now put out into a uh, a monthly blog as well as a feature on the podcast as well so because I think the more that you can pass on the love to someone else or or for something else then you know that's just be kind yeah absolutely love that really love that so you mentioned Northern Power Woman is all about creating and celebrating role models so the tough question coming up here but who are yours Simone who are your role models Oh, do you know what? I think, um, you know, my, I'm, I'm always a big, um, um, I always kind of reflect back to my Northern Power Nana, uh, who uh, sadly left us uh, 18 months ago, uh, 1997. Uh, she was ace. She always made me believe as though I could, always made me believe that I could play for Everton if I wanted to, even though there was no women's football or anything in those days. But there's, you know, everything was possible, if, if you know what I mean. And, uh, you know, and, and what she couldn't, do in that tiny kitchen to make you know go for streets and streets she was amazing a real feeder you know but she absolutely you know a war bride if you like you know phenomenal and then I think of my nieces and nephews who I've not seen for a long time four of them so my the twin boys uh, and then um Ruben and Dylan and then Sophia and Scarlett so four of them under the age of 11 uh, and I look at them and I look at their you know sort of um, energy and spark and you know and I I want to create a place for them so I kind of role model about them sometimes because I see I don't want them to lose their bravery or their passion or their determination to get that last Haribo out the pocket or their cake or or whatever or, or, or you know or, or, or paint Uncle Rob's Northern Power Man's nails, whatever it is at that given time. It's, just a, it's 
uh, them, I, I look at them and they're my little role models. And they're, if you like, suppose my, my little inspiration is to make a world a better place for them. And it's funny because I think you always used to look at role models as people who were, you know, ahead of you or further up the career ladder or older and more experienced than you. But it's I, I my two little boys are very much the same to me, you know. And it's strange because I think as parents, this generation, our generation, we seem to be having way more open conversations with our children. Um, you know, conversations that I never had as a kid with my parents are just you know the normal around the dinner table type of conversation with my boys now and it is all about inspiring them and making sure that they believe that anything is possible um but also knowing right from wrong as well you know and really understanding that to a level that's going to set them up for for society as they they get older um oh lovely little shout out there um so if you could bring anyone on board as a role model at northern power woman who would it be and why do you know what? I think I'd probably, uh, there's lots of obvious ones in that out there. You know, we all want to have a cup of tea, don't we, with Michelle Obama? But I, you know, I would, I'd love to have that conversation with um, Queen Elizabeth, you know, in, and maybe it's just because I've just watched The Crown. <laughs> you think, what a journey, you know, what the conversations that she had. So I think I'd always, it'd almost be like the queen of her 25, 30 year old self, you know, that, that queen if you like um you know i think you think of what she has seen the leaders that have gone through her door you know prime ministers and world leaders and stuff like that so that kind of that swan-like approach isn't it you know uh where you know so i think definitely you know there's nothing like aiming high i suppose is there <laughs> I also think, you know, I, I know I've, I've just talked about the, the, the youngins, my nieces and nephews, but I think there's something really important about having those young voices on on board, you know, and making sure that we are constantly listening, that we're not creating our own echo chambers. You know, we have to bring, we have to constantly be intentional about who we bring on board. So I think it's really important that we bring a real blend and a real mix. So go out of the space that we would normally look for um, and go, well, hold on a second. If we want to really make sure that we are diverse or we really want to make sure that we are tackling and making a difference, are we, are we going into, are we going out of our own comfort zone? So I think it's, it's enough and those role models are going to be the people that we don't know and the conversations that we've not had. So, you know, um, I think in particularly, uh, you know, eight or nine months where race has been so, so at the top of the agenda is like having more purposeful, intentional conversations. And so we did a, a Northern Powerhouse event a couple of weeks ago that we were asked to be part of, but actually we decided to use our power influence to create a younger panel. So it was a younger conversation about why, what chief exec should do about Black Lives Matter. So I think there's, I think it's, it's, it's having a, I don't think, I think my, my board would be absolutely, would have to get sort of um, a 25 feet table, I think, for all the different types of voices that we would want. But I think it, I think it's really important to, to kind of really innovate. And, and I think that's the one thing that everyone needs to do is to look at their own boards and their own sphere of influence um, and their own influencers to make sure that they are asking um, um, the right people for the right advice so we're not just getting the same you know we're not just doing the same things as we've already done because the world is going to change we're not going to go back to normal are we we're going to we're going to be uh, plotted a course on a new world um, as we as we come through and uh, this, this these challenging times
Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I guess there's never been a better time to be able to adapt and change and really bring these issues to the forefront. And that leads really nicely actually onto my last question. Um, and I guess Choose to Challenge was the theme for International Women's Day this year, as we all know, because we all got behind and did our own things. Um, but what's one thing that business leaders could do today to challenge gender equality, not just in light of an, an event once a year, but to really make sure it's on the agenda every single day? I, I think there's a real approach as passionate as I am about mentoring and connecting and networking, so passionate about the power of that and investing in those relationships ongoing. I think it's about really intentionally sponsoring um, individuals. So whether it's an individual within your organization or it, it should be individuals within your organization, but also individuals within your supply chain, within your community that you can open the door for take the people through the door and help them how to navigate some of that comfort zone. So I think that sponsorship approach is really important. So whether or not you can, it's the pass it on mentality and the pay it forward. So if you get given an opportunity, why not pass it on to someone else or take someone with you to who can view, be part of it that will help their career. So I think it's being intentionally sponsorship minded. God, that doesn't sound very snappy, does it? But I think there's I think that it is. I think intention is, is, is a big thing. But it's I think it's about that sponsorship approach, sponsorship approach about opening doors and guiding people on on, you know, through that uh, through that opportunity, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. I love that idea. And I think, you know, every business, no matter what size, no matter what budget, no matter what type of team they've got, can get involved and get behind that. Um, such a small um, thing that can make such a huge impact in somebody's life. So love that idea. Um, so last question now, Simone, and I guess just wondering, you know, what's next? What's next for you? What's next for Northern Power Women? And how can people really get involved if they're listening to this and just absolutely inspired by your story? How can they get involved? Uh, well, for me, it's share your story, you know, share your story and be heard. So sign up to the Power Platform, pass your skills on, sign up to the Be Heard, so be-heard.io, power-platform.com. You know, uh, those two things are, are very much about the practical, you know, what you can, you know, pass on, have your, you know, complete your profile and have, have be searchable, if you like, you know, be searchable for that 17 year old version of your old self who is struggling at the moment or, or actually wants that next step, you can help, you know, so I think there's always something that someone can do. Uh, you can go to northernpowerwomen.com or northernpowerfutures.com to get involved in any of our, uh, our virtual experiences via the carousel mentoring and the carousel uh, networking or or share your life lessons on the podcast we'll send you 12 questions you record five and we'll put your life lessons out there and we're currently developing um or we're just building a prototype of a mental networking uh, platform to be able to again um sort of automate the things that we're doing anyway but just be able to reach more people we've just completed a, a 150 people through our virtual mentor program I mean, just 12 weeks again just to keep people connected but we want to do more we just want to keep doing the more that we can do the more that we can lift someone up uh, so we ask you to do the same go to northern power women go to northern power futures power platform be heard and either have your voices heard or pass on your skills so important to be heard and pay it forward
And I can honestly say it's, you know, being a new member of this community, it's absolutely well worth doing. You know, I think there's just so much scope there for learning, mentoring, giving back. Um, you know, it's there's just so much there for everybody. So, Simone, thank you so, so much for being on today. Thanks for sharing your story. I'm dying to hear some of the, the real adventurous stuff from the Navy over a wine one day soon, hopefully in person. Um, but thank you for sharing today with us. And uh, yeah, look forward to catching up soon. Oh, thanks, Lisa. Thanks so much for your time. Well, that's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this, please do share with your friends, your network, rate us and do subscribe so we can keep you updated with future episodes. Until then, take care.